0: So let's start Joshua chapter one, verse two. Actually, we'll start at verse one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, who was Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. So first of all, that, that, that's a promise of land. Every place you set your foot, I will give you. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life as i was with moses so i will be with you i will never leave you nor forsake you this joshua chapter 1 is filled with with promises that god has given to joshua this is so so remember moses unfortunately never um he never got to enter into the promised land although he he got to see jesus um the transfiguration, but that's another story, but it's a good one. And so God's now telling Joshua, you will inherit, you and all the people will inherit the promised land. So there's, there's promises everywhere. You set your foot, you'll get a a land that I've given to you. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses. So I will be with you. Verse six, Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Listen to this. This is the key to the whole thing. Be careful. (laughs) I knew you'd notice, Lisa. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So God was making, I mean, oh boy, is it Joshua chapter one, one of the best? Because it's it's full of promises. It's promises of of inheriting land. It's promises that your enemies will not be able to stand against you. It's promises that you will be successful and you'll be prosperous. It's God telling Joshua, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Let me ask you guys something. Have you felt those things at all in the past couple of years? Have you had moments where maybe there's a bit of discouragement that's setting in? And maybe there's a bit of concern that's setting in. You know, I I personally, um, I'm not worried about the things uh, um, that are going on around me. I'm aware of them, but I'm not worried about them. Because I understand the covenant that I have. And remember, you know what it says in Hebrews chapter 8? Look, look what it says, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one since the new covenant is established on better promises. So not only, not only do we inherit those same promises as heirs uh, taking part in what was promised to Abraham, but our we're established now our covenant through Christ is established on either better promises we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus we can use Jesus's name in prayer so so just just consider you know there there, there should never be a point in your life though i understand that that humanly speaking often our instinct is to lean towards worry did you ever notice that how a lot of times our instinct is to kind of lean towards the worst case scenario. Oh, you know. Just, just thinking of the worst. All the time. <laughs> the worst possible thing that could happen. I used to be that way. I always used to think. Of all the, the, the most terrible things that could possibly happen. Or you know, everything's going wrong. And you know. And it's kind of like this, this a human nature thing. And, and, and you, you understand then. That everything that God talks about in his word. It's a, it's a direct contrast. Um, to to what we what we receive out in the world, because out in the world of course you 're going to jump to the worst case scenario, right because you think about all all the all, all the, the the evil that 's out there and all the wickedness that 's out there, and you think, man, what are they going to do next? Have you ever said those words? Have you ever said to yourself well what 's next? what are they going to do next to us right it 's okay lynn we 've all been there. <laughs> But that's why, you know, I, yeah, Patrick, you're absolutely right. A lot of times um, we're so worried about stuff and either it doesn't happen at all or it's not nearly as bad as we thought it would be. And then we've wasted just a lot of time worrying when instead we should be spending our time saying, well, wait a minute, what did God instruct me in his word? Because what did he say to Joshua? He promised him a whole lot of things, but then he, he, he instructed him of what he's supposed to do be careful to obey all the law do not turn from the right or to the left that's rightly so we do create it, it it certainly is isn't it you know one of my favorite preachers um her name is joyce meyer she wrote a book uh extremely famous popular book called battlefield of the mind talking about how uh, you know our thoughts um yeah, that's right, auntie Joe. I did I I heard that too. 95% of what we worry about never never happens. But we create these scenarios in our minds and, and, and thinking about, you know, and, and it re- and that's why I love that book. It truly is a battlefield. Because it's like we're fight I mean, it's like we're fighting a war against our thoughts. Because most of the time our thoughts are the ones that are that are tripping us up you know, because if we, if we stay grounded and rooted in the word, we're like, well, wait a minute. I see what God says. I see what I know what I have to do. And I know what's promised to me. And you might say to yourself, well, that's too simplistic, but I I have to look at things according to what the word says, right? Do not turn from the right or to the left, stay straight on God's path. You know, I think that, that, um, and, and again, no, not our church and, and certainly none of the, the churches that I follow, but, but um, I feel like there's a tendency to, to kind of move away from talking about sin and just talking about, oh, you know, like I said, God loves you and, you know, uh, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And, and yet it's like, the, it's kind of like ignored and kind of put over here on the side, this subject of sin. And um, I remember, so I, I, I mean, I, I didn't. I'm sure that a lot of you guys don't really know my story before. Um, okay, well, I'll tell it. Why not? You're all here listening to me. I might as well. Because I you know there's a lot of you I've never even met in person. So I grew up here in, in in Montreal, and when I was 21, I went away to Bible school. And then after I graduated, I was only back here for a few months, and then I moved to Ontario. Uh, where I got my first job as as a youth pastor, and um, throughout the time I was there, um, I ended up getting another job as as a youth pastor, and it was at a, a small church. It was a church plant, and so we had um, a rented building, and so we only had this rented building on Friday nights. It was it was a very small church. Um, it was in a very uh, a rough neighborhood, and so so you know a lot of the kids came from from difficult backgrounds, difficult scenarios. Um, and so on sundays I you know, I I was like I have to go somewhere because I you know, I can't stay home on sunday mornings, right? And so the sound guy at 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 the church that I was I was pastoring at he He said well, why don't you why don't you come to my church? We could always use another drummer And so I was like, all right, so so I went to this church and um, and i'm not gonna say what denomination it is because it doesn't matter and so and so I started playing drums and, and I and they didn't even know me Gabe. I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> I'm really happy that you're here, and I'm also happy that you're studying <laughs> We have to say a special prayer for all my GNU students tomorrow because it's their final exam and um, we're gonna I'm gonna pray a very special prayer for them and um, and so I started playing drums at this church and they, they, they barely knew me. And before I knew it, I was playing like every single week. But anyways, that, that's kind of my story all the time. So I was at this church and, and they were singing this, a, a song. And I believe the song, if I remember correctly, was it Here I Am to Worship? I think it's Here I Am to Worship. Um, and the, the words in the bridge says, I'll never know um, how much it costs to see my sin upon the cross, right? But this church removed the word sin from that song. (laughs) And I mean, I I remember the first time that that, that I heard, I was like, they changed the words. Like they, they, they took the word sin out of the song. And this church, I'm gonna tell you something. There was lovely people at this church, lovely people. They did incredible things for the community you know they were it was a great church you know there's a lot of people that attended that church so much so that they needed to have two services every sunday um you know everyone was always happy at that church and i'm all for i'm all for the joy of the lord we know that the bible says that in his presence is fullness of joy i'm all for happiness i i told you um i i i'm all. For, somebody named marcy joined which perfect i love that um, <laughs> it might have been the Marcy I met yesterday So it's, there's, there's, not, there's not only one, there's more than one now Um, and, and I, you know, I'm all for being happy You know, I, I actually, I don't know if you guys were at church on Friday night But we had our, 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 um well we don't call it business meeting anymore What did they call it? Yes, it is you Marcy, good to see you It's always weird to say somebody else is named Marcy Um, Wait, um, i annual update. I'm looking at the book that I have on my on my desk Our annual update and I I don't know about you But it might have been the happiest annual update because people were, were laughing people were like shouting from the crowd and there was such a sense of joy In that room and I'm all for that and you know me. I love to laugh We play games. We're having fun. I love that but but we cannot substitute that for proper biblical teaching on sin and the need for repentance. Because there's, there's a lot of... I, I fear, unfortunately, that a lot of the lovely people in that church that I attended, and I wasn't there very long, but the, a lot of those people, they're going to have a surprise when they reach judgment, stay, judgment day. There is a responsibility as the church... To teach and preach the reality of sin. What have we been learning from the book of Revelation? There is a heaven and there is a hell. And at the end of your life, you're going to end up in one of those two places. And it it is a disservice. That's too small a word. It is a tragedy to, to allow people to come through the doors of the church at any time and not teach them of the reality of sin i'm not saying beat people over the head and saying you're all bad and you're all terrible that's not what i'm saying but we have to understand that there, there are commands to obey and and, and it, again i don't want to get ahead of myself and say my point i only have one point um, but I, i'll get to it um, and i gotta hurry up because I'm, I'm already halfway through and i have barely read anything but it's okay because this is important i if it goes a little longer well, we'll so be it Because we need to understand um, um, the the, the extreme importance of preaching the reality of sin and the reality of heaven and hell. You know, there's a lot of churches that they, they don't, they say they don't even believe in hell. You know, that hell's not really a real place or hell is just somewhere for the devil to go. But the book of Revelation, it says something very different. Jesus said something very different than that. And so it's all nice and good to talk about the covenant promises of God. But there were conditions, remember, terms and conditions that went along with those promises. And listen, listen to me. The law was, was impossible to obey. That's why people kept falling short. That's why they kept having to make sacrifices because it was impossible to keep the law. That's why when Jesus came and he died and he went to that cross and he died and rose again once and for all, that now we don't have to worry about falling short constantly because of the curse of the law, but we've been redeemed and set free from the curse of the law. But, there, but sin still exists don't fall for the incorrect teaching that because christ died and took our place that it doesn't matter now how we live oh it matters very very much and i'm going to talk about are they gasper i i believe it because i, I don't know what the churches are teaching to be perfectly honest stick with the word you can't go wrong if you stick with the word don't you know? Sometimes you hear preaching and it's like, I mean, I was listening to um, Not uh, not by choice. I forget what it was. And it's like the preacher like didn't open the Bible until like the very, very end and read like one verse. Be careful. Be very, very careful. I, I usually like to start before I even really say anything. Start with the word. You know, I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I might be a little old fashioned, but I always liked Um, I always liked um, um when we would stand for the reading of the word at the beginning of the service And i'm not saying they have to like stand every time Um, the word is read but I just I love the 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 value and and the reverence that is placed on the word of god Uh, it's too many times. It's like we we preach these 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 things these nice cute little messages and there's very little scripture. And even if there is scripture, it, it it's like you're just picking up picking the good parts that you like or picking the parts that prove your point. No, you allow the word of God to shape your life in every single way. Not the other way around. Boy, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna get to anything if I don't if I don't hurry it up. Okay, let's go to uh, actually let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, a very famous scripture talking about blessings and curses listen to this i like that start in the bible stay in the bible finish in the bible you can't go wrong you can't go wrong if you stay in the word it's very difficult if you're constantly in the word constantly studying it meditating on it you're you're, it's difficult to stray it's very difficult to stray. so let's read some verses from deuteronomy 28 it is my one of my favorites too, Lisa uh, verse 1 and 2 it says if uh, the, just right off the bat if if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if there's that word if again if you obey the lord your god and look what it says in deuteronomy 28 15 the flip side however if you do not obey the lord your god and do not follow all his commands and decrees i'm giving you today all these curses will come upon you and overtake you and, and again, that's why the, there, there's sometimes confusion, you know, well, yeah, but we're set free from the curse. That's right. We are set free from the curse of the law, but we, but the, the, the new Testament, Jesus, Paul, the apostles were very clear. We don't go on sinning just because Christ died on the cross. We don't go on sinning just because there's grace. That grace it, it it it's like an empowerment. It's an empowerment for us not to sin. It's it's an empowerment that comes behind us and helps us to make sure that we don't live our lives in sin. But I, I'm gonna get there's some key, very key um um New Testament scriptures, and I'm gonna get to it in a second. But I want to read, continue back in Joshua chapter seven, because what happened was um uh, well, I'm not going to read the whole chapter because it's a bit long, but but let, let's... Okay, I'm going to start from uh, chapter 7, verse 4. So about 3,000 men went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israel, Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. So so basically, God, what did God promise? He said, none of your enemies will be able to stand up against you. But in this chapter, they're being defeated. And they're like, oh, what's going on? They're, 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 it says, they're, the hearts of the people melted. It means that they lost complete hope. It means that they were overtaken by fear. And it says in, in, in verse 6, Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So he's kind of like, what's going on? I don't understand we're we're doing everything right and we're being routed by our enemies now i'm going to skip down just for the sake of time i'm going to skip down to verse 10 actually no i want to read the whole thing it's important um so verse 7 joshua said sovereign lord why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us in, into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only had we, we had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Oh Lord, what can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? You know, Joshua was a great leader, but he was he was kind of dumbfounded. He's like, I don't understand. Why? Why did we even come here? First of all, the first thing said to Joshua was... Let me just get the exact right right quote. It says, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. And now here we are a few chapters later, and they're being routed by their enemies. Verse 9: The Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this, and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do to your own great name? And I love God's response in, in, in verse 10. <laughs> uh he says the lord said to joshua stand up what are you doing down on your face you know like like seriously man get up what are you doing what what's i get up come on put pull yourself together man <laughs> um i don't know i'm, I'm my imitation of, of that isn't very good um verse 11 israel has sinned they have violated my covenant which i commanded them to keep They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore until you destroy. Whatever among you is devoted to destruction. God takes sin very, very seriously if you ever wonder how seriously god takes this stuff i mean and you think well yeah but this is the old testament did you ever read the story about ananias and sapphira both struck dead on the spot because they lied and they robbed god god takes sin and disobedience extremely seriously it's no joke it's 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 that's why i said disservice is not even a strong enough word it, it, it's it's tragic that that, that 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 modern day churches avoid the whole subject they don't even have salvation altar calls anymore it's just kind of like well you know we're all one you know we're all god's children no you're you you become a child of god through faith in christ jesus you you become a child of god when you confess conf- jesus said confess me before men and I will confess you before my father in heaven. Terms and conditions. So, so what ended up happening in the story of Joshua? There was a man named Achan. And it says, so let's go to verse 20. It says, Achan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder, a beautiful robe for Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. Um, of silver and a wedge of gold i coveted them and took them they are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath so basically um <laughs> well i mean okay i'll read the rest of it it's not it's, it's, it's a little kind of a sad story but um so joshua said verse 25 why have you brought this trouble on us the lord will bring trouble on you today then all israel stoned him and after they had stoned the rest They burned them. Over Achan, they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. So the moment that the sin was purged from the camp, God turned back to his people. And in the very next chapter, Ai was destroyed. As soon as the sin was removed from the camp, it went right back. As soon as the people returned to obeying God, he turned from his anger and he delivered their enemies into their hands. God takes sin extremely seriously. And so if he does, then we must too. And I only have one point tonight, just one. Obey God and remove sin from your camp. If you're taking notes, you could write that down. The key to securing your covenant with the Lord. Obey God and remove sin. Flee sin. Run from sin. You know, when you read the book of Proverbs, and it gives a lot of instructions of what we're to stay away from and what we're not to indulge in and, and what, what, what's uh, dangerous to us that's going to bring us down, that's going to drag us away. You know, the, the, the Bible is, is full and rich with so much instruction uh, and guidance for us to help us to understand how we are to live, you know, the things that we're supposed to do. It's not just a free for all. There has to be a difference between who you were before you came to know Christ and who you were after. There has to be a change. There has to be a putting away to the old life and, and a bringing on of the new life. The Bible says you are a new creation. You are dead to your sinful nature. You are dead to your flesh. You are dead to your old self. If, if, if God, you know, the Bible says once we were dead in sin, but now we are alive in Christ Jesus. You know, if, if, sometimes I think to myself, how is it possible how is it possible that, that, that you could think it's, it's, it's okay to not teach about sin? And I understand, I'm, again, like I mentioned before, I'm not saying to beat people over the head. I'm not saying to tell everybody how bad they are. I'm saying that you need to let them know that there is the grace of God that, that, and the power of the spirit that will come on the inside of you and empower you not to sin, that you're not even going to want to sin. You know, when you take on that new nature, and when you live a life submitted to the Spirit, it's like you're not even interested in the same things that you were interested in before. No, rather, you, it's like all you want to do is 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 uh, uh, things for the Lord, to obey Him, to love Him, to love on Him. You know, the, the it says in John, First John, or John, one of those. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. I think it's John, right? There, the, you know, it's kind of like. Um, when you say you love someone you wouldn't want to hurt them right because because you love them it's like in, in fact it's the opposite you want to do things for them right you want to buy them things you want to make them happy you know and so when when we come into relationship with the lord you know there's like a a bond that's created there and it's like well, i want to please the lord i want my life to glorify him i have sin put sin Far from your camp. Just like when the moment that, that well, obviously in, in, the book, in, in the story of Joshua, Achan was destroyed. But you could look at that as, as a type of sin. Once that sin was destroyed, then the people experienced victory. And that's the exact same thing. If, you, if you're wondering, like you think it to yourself, man, um, I feel like I'm not, I'm not seeing what I need to see in my life. And, and things aren't going well. I- examine yourselves. Examine yourself, say, well, what's going on in my life? What are the things that I'm doing? Has pride set in? Has greed set in? You know, there's a lot of sins that, that aren't really talked about because we kind of focus on the big ones. Well, I didn't murder anybody today. Well, good. Most likely none of you murdered anyone today. I hope, <laughs> right? You know, m- more than likely, that's right. God is, God is first, he's number one. You know, and and again, if you, if you love God and you put him first and you make him the center, you know, like that song we always sing, Jesus at the center or Jesus be the center. I'm not sure which be or at, I don't even know. It should be at Jesus at the center, right? Because, because your whole life revolves around that. It's like, you don't even have time. I don't even, I don't have time to even think about, about things that are not of the Lord. I agree, Lisa, because again, it's like, it's just, it's not talked about it's at, I knew it, Jesus at the center, um, you know, it, it's just not talked about, it's like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't commit adultery today, so I'm good, it's like, yeah, well, most of you probably, okay, all of you probably didn't do that today, right, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't covet my neighbor's wife, you know, what? okay, well, I hope not, this was probably what, what people say, but there's a lot, let me, let me go to Colossians chapter 3, because that, that is an important scripture, the, the, the title of this chapter is that it's called rules for holy living. Oh well, Rules for holy living. I thought that was Old Testament stuff. I thought that was part of uh, of, of You know how it was before I right, what about grace? Well, I don't know because Paul sure teaches um, It is at I knew it mm. It's both it's at the center and be the center. Okay. Gotcha. I got confused you know well, what about grace yeah yeah there's grace but there's but God the Bible also says be holy just as I am holy you know holiness no you don't hear about that much I love the subject of holiness because again just remember you're not doing it on your with your own strength it's not like how it was in the old testament where they were trying to keep all of these laws on their own strength Now we have the indwelling power of the spirit to help us that as we're submitted to God's spirit, that there's a strengthening, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in me and in you. And so it's not on our own strength. We're not striving on our own, trying to be good. If you try on your own to be good, you're not going to be good because we're born in sin. So, rules for holy living. So, there are things. There are things. Rules. Oh, rules. I don't like that word. Well, I didn't write it. It's here in my Bible. It's a chapter heading. Colossians chapter 3. Let's go to verse 5. Put to death. Is that that clear enough? (laughs) Put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. There, the, like I said, we're born in sin. You you don't have to teach a kid how to sin, you know? When I was a kid, um, I I always tell these stories. I have the best parents. You know, I have the best parents, but I was a bit sneaky as a kid. And I remember um, my brother had this toy that he, I think it was like a car or something like that. And I was really young. Maybe my, my mom or dad could com- confirm how old I was. Or was it a truck? It was something something like that. Maybe a car. And um, and they couldn't find this car like they're turning the house upside down looking for this car My brother's like, you know, he wants this car. Um and so (laughs) And so they asked me, you know point blank marcy Do you know where the car is and I said no (laughs) The truth was I knew exactly where the car was because I hid it (laughs) Like you know, I was too Oh my God! I was too. I was. You don't have to teach kids how to, how to be. You know. Anyways, I got, I got. I think I got in trouble for that. But I, you know, I took the car and I hit it, and then I lied and said I didn't know where it was. You. You don't It's in our nature. That's why the Bible says, "Put to death." Hey, I don't do that anymore. Put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature i hid it in a canadian tire truck hi brother good to see you oh, i'm glad you're here um so yeah we had a canadian tire truck and i i hid it in there great hiding space is it was it a great hiding space or what i think that was a great place to hide it so you so you know there needs to be an action taken where we're putting taking off that sinful nature and putting on our new nature. Whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is adultery. Uh, sorry, with it, which, yeah, which is idolatry. It was a little sneaky, I said. <laughs> because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Listen to verse seven. You used to walk in these ways. You used to. In the life you once lived but now you must rid yourselves of all things as these anger rage malice slander and filthy language from your lips do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator obey god and remove sin luke eleven twenty eight 28 says blessed are those who hear the word of god and obey it <laughs> you know you look at the rest of, of of colossians chapter 3 and then you see a portion that says let the word of christ dwell richly in you admonish one another with all wisdom sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs you know, that's that's the nice part. But he started it off by letting you know, but first, before you have fun singing the songs, put to death, therefore, your sinful nature. Take off your old self, put on your new self. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. There is a covenant promise that is for every believer. But in order to secure that covenant, obey God and remove Sin let's pray father. I I pray for every single person who's watching tonight. I thank you that they made the decision today on this Monday night to sit and listen to the teaching of your word to understand that there's no more important thing than studying your word, than understanding your word, than meditating on it day and night, just like you instructed Joshua to do. Father, I thank you that it's not in our own strength that we try to put to death our earthly nature, but rather we have the empowering of the spirit that comes on us when we receive Jesus as our Lord and savior. So father, I thank you that we don't have to wonder how am I gonna live holy? But we know and understand that that same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is empowering us from the inside out so father i pray for everybody tonight any area of concern they might have whatever they might be worried about whatever they might be concerned about give them peace, that peace that transcends all understanding, that they know that when they are in covenant with you, that you will give them rest on every side, that you will keep their enemies from them, that no one will be able to stand against them all the days of their life, That just like you said to Joshua, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, be strong and very courageous, I will not leave you nor forsake you so no matter what might be happening out there in the world around us no matter what things we might see and hear we have that assurance in the covenant that you made through christ our mediator that we know thanks to your promises that we don't have to worry That we live on a different plane, that we might be in this world, but we're not of it. And you don't give to us as the world gives to us. So, Father, I pray for peace. I pray for, I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your joy unspeakable. And it is unspeakable because sometimes we wonder how can I be joyful in this? In this atmosphere of the world. Well, we, our atmosphere is filled with the glory and the power of God. And in your presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. I thank you, Lord. I pray you bless these that are watching and anyone who might be listening later. That you be with them. You strengthen them, help them to remember who they are and whose they are. and I pray these things. In the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. That wonderful name. That name that's above every other name. The name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.